Welcome to the Going to Killing City podcast, a historical look at murder in Kansas City. Here are your hosts, Jamie Green and Alex Greenwood. All right, everybody, welcome back. Episode eight. My God, this has turned into a job, Alex. Crazy eights, man. Man, and we just were rolling along. So uh, it's November. We survived Halloween. I hope you had a very nice Halloween. Let's let's talk a little bit about Thanksgiving. Do you have any traditions? What do you what do you what do the Greenwoods do for Thanksgiving? Well, we have a very small family here in town. My wife is an only child. Of course, my daughter's an only child. Um, all my family's back south in Oklahoma. So really, we just have her parents and uh, us and. Uh, you know, I smoke a bird, um, filterless on my smoker, and it's usually de- juicy and delicious. I mean that. And uh, we do that, and we watch football. We're kind of just real traditional and boring. What about you? We have this weird, uh, it's just, be- you know, with the boys and just movies, because, we, you know, we watch movies with the boys all the time growing up. So the mm-hmm. week of Thanksgiving, we'll start out with Dutch, uh, you know, Ed O'Neill. The movie oh that God, I've never seen that. It's all about Thanksgiving, and it's actually a John Hughes movie. I like John Hughes. So, and then Tuesday night, then we always watch Home for the Holidays, which is also about Thanksgiving. That's uh, Holly Hunter and um, I like Holly Hunter. Robert Downey Jr.'s in it, uh, mm-hmm. a few other people, and it, that one hits a little too close to home. <laughs> What's family dynamics? But it's funny. Uh, and then, of course, the classic, the one one of my favorite movies ever is always the night before Thanksgiving. We have to watch Planes, Trains and Automobiles. And and then Kelly always has to make sure that we have uh, some we have to watch the the turkey drop with WKRP. We have to watch that at some point, too. That's that's I I have to find that I at the very least, I have to find that that uh, take take off on the Hindenburg scene, you know, online. Oh at God. least I have to have the, the sex or wet cement scene. That. I remember watching that as a kid when it came out, and my whole—we were just laughing so hard we were crying. It's oh my god! It's one of the greatest twenty. Based on a true story, you know that, right? It's based on the guy who who created WKRP was a radio exec, and a lot of the stuff that they did on that, particularly that, was based on true story. That does not surprise me, having worked in both radio and television. Yes. Um, and then next up, I, I just want to give a shout out to one of our fans, uh, Downtown Gal, which that's what she's called on Instagram. Uh, she Is that was, uh, related to Uptown nice. Girl? Or? Downtown Gal. Uh, anyway, she was uh, very kind, wrote a very nice review. And then also let us be know uh, that uh, in case you are, you know, mm-hmm. imitations, the greatest form of flattery. They they did a Colonel Swope just two months after we did. So Thanks, Case. You are. I'm glad that uh, we could help. This is funny. I had I had drinks last night with a colleague, and she had said I heard the Case. You are thing, but I'd already heard your thing. And she said, you know, they did it a little differently than you guys. I said, well, we we're not historians or anything, you know. But it is neat that we picked the same thing, and it was kind of a similar vibe. I don't know if there's a different way to tell that story, but you know, we didn't make anybody buy any tote bags. <laughs> right and we and we can we can drink while we talk about it. now you know the more i don't we don't own these stories uh, I, I just thought we it was do not funny. own history we do not uh i just thought it was funny that she said hey I, i've heard this story two months ago uh she tagged us killing city pod covers and i said yes we did you know alex it's probably just a big coincidence it's probably just like dr clark three murders in a house nine people getting typhoid just just a coincidence doesn't mean anything it's completely totally. we love kcr kcr 
if you're listening, we got some good ones coming up. Send us some swag, right? Yeah. Um, in fact, they should just have us come talk about them on one of their shows, and we'll tell the whole city about Steve them. Although Krasky. we did hard, we did we did Heart So Gray show though, man. That was so great. You did such a great job on that. Thank you very much. I'm yeah, so, I'm, yeah. I've been in this city so long. I remember Walt Bodine every day, every week. On I a... met I met Walt several times. He Hello, was, Mary. Uh, the, Hello, the very Mary, last time you're on the air. I, I think I met him the last time he was going out. He was leaving the studio, and I think it was about six to nine months before he died. And he was definitely, you know, on his way. Um, you know what I mean? But he, it was still lovely to see Walt, a, a tradition here in town. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's so Look much. All that there's so much that guy saw. Oh, man. You know? Absolutely. Pretty sure absolutely. he covered Truman when Truman left. The White House, like he was one of the people that was waiting for the train. I mean, that's a long history. Good for Walt. Um, yeah. So the hit this month, folks, for people that are joining our new, we're 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 growing all the time. I, I yeah. don't know. It's very nice. It's a it's a good thing. But the for people who are first joining us, uh, we give each other a hint. So Alex gave me the hint: eastbound and down. Eastbound and down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? And I, of course, being a dope who watches HBO and, and Kenny Powers, that's what I thought about. But that's not what Alex was going for. But fuck it. I'm going to do what I want. So there. Uh, so I did all these like I was like Kenny Powers cocktails. Like I can't be the first person who has thought of this. Right. Like this is going to be dying laughing when you when you sent me the cocktail. I was dying because I'm like, that has nothing to do with this. Look, I've got some tequila in my house that I need to get rid of. So you're it's just gonna enough, have to deal with it. It's it's delicious. Go, please go. So, uh, uh, interrupt uh, you. <laughs> I I always always want to be uh, respectful, and whenever I I hear something from someone else, I always want to give them credit. So we want to give credit. This is this version is from a bar in San Francisco. They call it La Flama Blanca, which is the, what his the, nickname was when he pitched in Mexico. So their version had in it so mezcal. Margiana liqueur, cinnamon syrup, and um, some bitters with some mm. fresh ground nutmeg, which sounds yummy. I assume this was a Christmas drink because you're putting nutmeg mm. and cinnamon and all that. I uh, You'll see in the show notes, I made this much simpler because I suck at making drinks. So uh, you're getting uh, a good tequila. You're getting amaretto. You're getting a Marciana cherry. And it's actually, it's actually quite yummy. It's very strong. Mm. Don't drink it quickly. That's my... I'm enjoying it. I didn't, I didn't, I ate the cherry already, but uh, that's good. Yeah, but it's very flavorful. I'm, I'm it's a very good drink. Is. I love it. And a drink, hey, buddy, speaking of Christmas, do you recognize this? This glass? Yes. I, I know, folks, you got me this glass. And I just did. So you think I didn't like throw it away or something. I, <laughs> and I, it's, I'm drinking. It's, it says good day, bad day. And, you know, don't ask on the levels of how much booze you pour in there. And actually, this was between good and bad when I started. So, hell, I might be in trouble. So, down on the show notes. How to make it? It's a, it's a yummy drink. Yes, sir. Could I add something real quick? You and this is a little something. log rolly, but I'm going to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. Just so you know, I do. You know, I have jalexandergreenwood.com as my writer's uh, pod. It's my writer's website. I do a monthly blog post, which is also our newsletter. I always link to the episode there, and I always put the show notes and the recipe in there on that page at jalexandergreenwood.com. So anytime you see welcome to the October newsletter. Welcome to the November newsletter. You can find it right there. And you, of course, you can find it in the show notes where you find it here. But we are we are aware, listeners, that we don't have a 
a home base yet. We just kind of have what our host puts it on and our and all that. We're talking about it, but you know, it's a monthly show. We're just seeing how we're doing. But um, just so you know, there's a place for it if you you're in a pinch and you didn't want to activate your podcast. Just go go visit my website there, and uh, you know, if I get a few clicks while you're there, so so be it. I'll be nice. I'll even put that in the show links. You will not. And we're going to self-promote. I've got a gig coming up uh, hmm. the night before Thanksgiving. With I've got a, I'm working with a new uh, singer, female singer, uh, Christy, who is great, plays piano. I'm playing yes. Scissors and Scotch uh, at 119th and Black Bob night before Thanksgiving. Get your get your load on, man. You know your you know your family's going to drive you nuts the next few days. Have fun the night before. Well, dude, um, that's that's just like for me going to like a a, a, a foreign country to go clear out to. I know. Well, I did one in the North Lane. You didn't show up, so <laughs> no, no. I thought you said it was canceled. No, it happened. <laughs> I could swear that something came across that said it was canceled. Nope, something was canceled in the North Lane. No, no, the one up in Liberty was canceled, but the one at Sail Away Wine was not. My bad. I'm an idiot. I saw the Liberty one was canceled, and I was just in a hurry, and I thought, oh, okay, guess we can't go. So I just did. I'm my bad. I almost texted you and said, "What the hell happened?" Sorry. Can I can I do one more log rolly thing? And you this is a, a chance to want. win. I'm holding in my hands, ladies and gentlemen. I am holding in my hands. Here, if you don't believe this. <laughs> tickets. I have tickets that I'm giving away on my other show, Mysterious Goings On. It's two nights of lights. It's a production of the KC Renfest. Okay, before you, you know, it's fun. It, they light up the whole Renfest thing, and uh, it's just a great thing to go through. And they have snacks and they have entertainment, and it's just a little winter wonderland. Uh, you know, back in the in the olden times. The anyway, but we we gave away tickets to Renfest on the show, and now I have in my hot little hand tickets to Nights of Light. So tell you what, um, I'll extend it to this show if it's okay with uh, my buddy here, uh, my brother, it. my evil brother. Uh, just get in touch with the show and say, I want two tickets to Nights of Lights and uh, do it before, I'd say do it before the end of the first week of December. We can get them to you. I'll mail them to you. Just uh, email the show. What's that email address, my brother? Killingcitypod at gmail.com. Again, that's killingcitypod at gmail.com. Turn on the lights tonight because Alex got himself some free tickets. So if you want to, when you email, send your 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 address and we'll send you two tickets. Uh, I believe I believe parking's free, but uh, there's a website. You can check it out or just Google Knights of Lights, uh, KC Renfest, and for more details. There. Thank you. All right. One last thing. We so go. we, for people that don't know, we we are both 100% Gen Xers. We're like right in the middle of Gen X. Damn uh, right. And so Eastbound and Down, obviously smoking the bandit. And can we talk mm -hmm. about what a horrible movie that is as an adult? What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. But so you watch oh. that as a kid and you're like, okay, but now you look at it. And the best part of this is my, uh, I know, I'm, I'm the bad cop. We've talked about this. So uh, my, my, my grand, my granddaddy and my grandmother uh, lived in Texarkana. You mean Texarkana. Texarkana, Texarkana. No, it's Texarkana. Yep. Oh, sorry, go ahead. And Texarkana, Texas is a dry county. So they <laughs> fucked up right off the bat with the movie. If you want it, you can't send beer to Texarkana. Now you can send it to the Arkansas side. But you can't have, there's no liquor on the Texas side. So that alone, but you know, Jackie Gleason was good in that. I'll give you, and then the guy that played Jackie Gleason's son, 
He was funny too. The the the, the oafish actor. He he was a big football player for a long time. Uh, he was on Mash. He played uh, Hot Lips' uh, husband in one episode. Uh, he died a few years ago. Uh, uh, terrible uh, illness. But the uh, yeah, it's but you're forgetting the delightful Sally Field, who just turned seventy seven. She looks good still, man. Man, I adored her. I had a thing for her only from the age of twelve until how old am I now? I was gonna say had. I love her. <laughs> love her it's like how mad were you at when stephen colbert when she just like lip lock with stephen colbert were you jealous you had to be jealous well yeah i just never got what she saw in bert i mean bert was charming and all that but he was never going to settle down money oh stop it that's terrible that's not why she was in it for bert she had money she had an oscar for goodness sake she likes guys with toupees i don't know what do you think well, I don't know. Maybe it was that cosmopolitan centerfold he did. I could have just sealed the deal. <laughs> he was a very, very sweet man. By the way, did you hear the podcasters of Kansas City is going to do a mail calendar like that? Are we in or out? <laughs> <laughs> Terry is turning off the pod as we speak. Oh hi, God. Terry. We had to say Terry. hi, Terry. Terry, we've Terry. been we've been good lately. There's been nothing about independence. She All would right. like today. She would like today's then. Here we go. Eastbound and down. <laughs> this is Alex's episode. I'm just here to be a dope and drink. Go ahead, Alex. Let's go. It's a little thing I like to call Eastbound and Doomed. And, um, you know, it's the last bit of levity, really, to for most of this. But I'll, today, we're going to look into the heart of Kansas City, Kansas. Our friends across the river, big part of our fair metro, where a startling break in two cold case murderers, murders, excuse me, brings us face to face with the potential of a serial killer lurking on the highways, making his living as a long-haul trucker. Hence the name, Eastbound and Down. Um, In the late 90s, and doomed, in the late 90s, Kansas City was marred by a series of brutal murders. There were two women, uh, Pearl Barnes, and this was in 96, and Christina King in 98. And uh, listeners, yes, sharp, sharp sharp-eared listeners will know that we, it's a 30-year cutoff, but this is really close and very topical, as you'll find out as we keep going. Which is why we brought we're going to bring this to to your attention. Um, they were both slain, um, and they just became cold cases. Um, so we're going to look now today into how uh, the man charged with these heinous crimes um, uh, and about him, and explore the lingering question about the investigations, as well as what is it about the road that attracts personalities like this guy, whose name was a uh, Gary. Dion Davis. His age is 52. He's a truck driver, and he's been charged with the second-degree murder of both Barnes, also known as Simima Musawer and King. Uh, Barnes was found dead on Christmas Day uh, inside a vacant home. It's just brutal. While King was beaten to death, her body abandoned behind a building, the arrest was made possible by the work of the new, which this is startling, it's the new Kansas City, Kansas Police Cold Case Unit, new in 2022 new all right sorry which utilized uh dna evidence to link this guy gary Dion davis to both crime scenes so as we speak this guy is sitting in the wyandotte county jail in a cell cooling his heels his bail is set at a half a million dollars uh, but the implications of his arrest are far-reaching Kansas City, Kansas Police Chief Carl Oakman has voiced a chilling possibility, get this, that Davis has killed more with investigations to connect him to other cases that are ongoing. But this isn't, my brother, just a story of justice delayed. It's a glimpse into a terrifying pattern 
that the FBI has been tracking for years. You know, this town has way too many. There's a lot of serial killers in Kansas City, right? And I, I think I'm, and I want you to hold that thought because I think I've got some information here that might make you understand a little bit more about why this kind of thing might happen or at least contributing to it. Okay. So the Highway Serial Killings Initiative is an operation that was born in 2009 from the FBI's realization that long haul truckers could be responsible for hundreds of slayings over the last three decades. The victims often women leading high-risk lifestyles, let's be clear, were found discarded near highways, truck stops, and motels, places etched in the very fabric of trucking routes across the country. So this initiative began after linking a trucker to unsolved killings along I-40. And what followed was the creation of this comprehensive database, which now contains information on more than, way more than I'm sure by now, 500 female victims and numerous truckers charged or suspected in these crimes. The chilling pattern of these homicides and the mobility offered by the trucking occupation suggests a horrifying uh, modus operandi. Victims picked up in one state, killed in another, and discarded miles away, with the truck itself serving as a mobile crime scene. So, this database, once tightly kept secret, has led to more than two dozen solved killings, excuse me, has led to over two dozen solved killings, allowing detectives nationwide to connect the dots on crimes that transcend local jurisdictions. And that's part of the issue, too. You know, you've got KCK police trying to solve this, but, you know, we got a trucker who in and out of town, although these cases did occur here in town, but they are wondering, is he part of a pattern elsewhere? Well, so the vast majority. Kind of, I'm sorry to interrupt. Mm. It's really spooky because you think about this. Mm -hmm. You've got these guys on the road. Yeah. How many did you say? I mean, well, you said there's, there's like, two. but you said that well, they, there's hundreds of there's hundreds of these cases. They think there's but, 500 female victims. There's 500 plus. This is a from this and this writing was a few years ago. Um, so yeah, 500 plus. And think about that. And they've already solved a couple of dozen, right? Um, yeah. So you're totally right. It's very chilling. So they're connecting these dots, right? Mm -hmm. and, and the vast majority of these red dots, let's say, on the FBI's map remain unlinked to any known suspect. It's an unsub, each one representing a life, a life ended brutally and a case waiting to be closed. Now, let's be let's be clear about something. Serial homicides are very rare, okay? You, you, if you listen to true crime a lot, and I assume that one reason you're listening to the show is you like true crime, it, you either, I think we got it into two two people who listen to the show, two avatars, Jamie. They love true crime or they love Kansas City and are like, ooh, that's interesting. Or, right, there's three. The, there's the third group who just want to see us in the uh, the uh, nude male podcaster calendar. I don't know. That could be the third one. So, I, all right, the, so. the historical stuff people love a lot, too. I've heard a lot of and, and history buffs. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And the calendar. Don't forget the calendar, though. Oh, yeah. Okay. So just to be clear. Uh, true crime fam, uh, fans might think that, or maybe that you know this better than I do because I'm not as big in true crime, but uh, serial homicides are very rare. They make up less than 1% of all murders each year in the United States, and that equates to uh, about 150 deaths annually. The FBI believes there are between 25 and 50 serial killers active at any time. Now, while the number of serial killers spiked several decades ago, which is interesting, there has been a significant decrease since the 80s. Since the Bardella days uh, here in KC. So why do they know? Here we go. 
In the 80s, they saw nearly 770 active serial killers, which declined to about 670 in the 90s, around 400 in the 2000s, and just over 100 in the 2010s. Okay, the number of victims also decreased from 189 in 1987 to 30 in 2015. This decline is not solely due to improved record keeping. That was my first thought, okay? The mid-20th century rise in serial killings has been attributed to societal changes following two world wars. Um, you know, of course, conservatives will say it's the free love movement gone crazy. And, you know, and then the, the libs will say it's these repressed conservative types. You know, it's it's who knows. But uh, uh, there are there are probably some reasons, but there are you have to dig deeper into that. But I do think that's probably true. Uh, I think American society uh, culturally changed so greatly after two the two world wars that it ever had. So there's that. I w- I'm going to say it's the baby boomers. You always blame the baby boomers. <laughs> well, there's you a do. lot of them. I know. And, and you now have they're too old. Now they're too old. And they won't get out of their jobs. Oh, my God. No, they won't. <laughs> okay, that's for another episode. Here we go. <laughs> so let's let's look at a few of these long-haul trucker things, okay? I did some research on this, okay? A notable long-haul murderer is Sean Patrick Goble, also known as the Interstate Killer. Now, I thought that was the Reagan era because they didn't get any highway funds, but that's a lame joke. Um, He's a convicted American serial killer and former truck driver who committed his crimes in the southern U.S. So between 1994 and 1995, he kidnapped and murdered at least four women with authorities from 10 other states investigating him for more unsolved killings. Um, I, I, he had victims, uh, who he murdered and dumped in Alabama. Uh, another body was left in Virginia. Another was found along I-40 and then he smothered and disposed of some tragic person in Virginia. He was arrested after the fingerprint on a plastic bag at one of the murder scenes matched his record and a search of his truck. The mobile crime scene we kept, I said earlier, yielded further incriminating evidence, including a pocketbook belonging to one of his victims. They always do this. They always keep trophies. Yep. Or they're just lazy. I don't know what. He confessed to multiple murders during interrogation and was charged with the deaths of three of them. He received two life sentences for the murders in Tennessee and an additional 14 years for another murder in North Carolina. Um, he was investigated for many other murders, including some as a suspected serial killer known as Dr. No. He was cleared in some cases and due to DNA evidence. He later retracted all confessions, but his ass remains incarcerated serving his sentences in uh, Tennessee. He will have to serve at least 100 and 103 years before being eligible for parole. And despite his convictions, the full extent of his crimes are still uncertain. Some cases are unsolved. Now, this is an interesting one. Okay. Joe Matheny was an American serial killer whose crimes in the mid 90s shocked and appalled the nation. He was like six feet tall and uh, I'll be kind, notably, notably overweight. His gruesome actions went beyond murder. He ventured into cannibalism. Oh my God. After killing two uh, prostitutes, he dismembered their bodies and stored parts in his freezer. His horrific spree didn't stop at these vile acts. Following his arrest, he confessed to an even more macabre detail. He had mixed human flesh with hamburger meat and sold it to unsuspecting customers. Oh, no! Aren't you glad you are a vegetarian? I'm a vegan, dude. That might have been you, but it ain't me. (laughs) Well, there's a great movie, by the way. Have you ever seen Motel Hell? If you haven't, we're not even doing the Halloween. This is not Halloween. Never mind. But this reminded me of Motel Hell, whatever that is. It's a horror. We laugh about it, but it's just 
you have to laugh or you just you just cry but can i uh so, this is he was like mine hunter alex did yes. you watch oh, mine i love hunter? that series i did yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i can't believe they didn't do a third season it was such a great show it was a great show but i don't it, know why they did out if you haven't seen mine hunter yeah check it out folks um so the turning point came with this truck driver in 94 when his wife left him <laughs> taking their son with her this abandonment triggered a deep-seated rage within Matheny, who had already harbored a desire to kill and it was this rage that unleashed the cannibalistic monster within and so he embarked on his killing spree that would eventually lead to his capture and imprisonment and um he's just this is a great guy Let, just a couple more here just to kind of give you the flavor so about 10 years ago a guy named timothy j uh Vafitas, a truck driver from minnesota perpetrated heinous acts that seemed torn from the pages of a horror novel see this should have been our halloween episode in the deceptive confines of his truck which he ominously named the twilight express the fides constructed a chamber of horrors a torture room where he held young women captive in a macabre twist, he adorned himself with artificial fangs and forced his victims to wear similar fangs, going so far as to barbarically file their teeth into sharp points to mimic oh, his own. Man. Okay, here there are there's a happy ending here, so to speak. The end of his reign of terror came unexpectedly during what should have been a standard truck stop inspection. Authorities noticed visible bruises on a young female passenger and quickly discovered she was under a protection order against him. She was a relative. This discovery unraveled the grim reality that he abducted the 19-year-old who was related to him, and she had been in prison within his truck for an excruciating six months. His capture spared potential future victims from the same fate. Okay, so there's others I could go on. There's lots of them. Um, there's the redhead killings, which... Uh, apparently a trucker was murdering kidnapping and murdering redheads there's um but the uh, they think it, they, the authorities have never caught the redhead killer they think it's a truck driver um so i need to say this too though before you know anybody gets mad in the context of the chilling crimes that are often associated with long-haul truckers it is important to provide perspective on the industry as a whole okay the U.S. government estimates that the number of long-haul truckers across the country ranges between 300 and 500,000 people. Furthermore, the American Association of Motor Vehicle Administrators reports that state governments issue upwards of 450,000 new commercial driver's license annually, highlighting the vast majority of truck drivers are law-abiding citizens. Uh, this figure substantially eclipses the very small fraction of individuals who might be involved in criminal activities and underscoring that the overwhelming majority of truckers are simply hardworking pros essential and i mean it essential to the nation's economy so let's go back to gary Dion davis all right our local kck uh alleged murderer and it's all just really starting to unfold these were cold cases but the charges he faces now may only be the tip of the iceberg with his long history as an over-the-road trucker and the patterns identified by the fbi we're forced to confront the possibility that there may be more victims, uh, more dots to connect in his grim journey. Yet the Davis case is shrouded in a procedural mystery. Why? When Davis's DNA was matched to evidence at one of the murder scenes in 2003, did it take, here we go, evil twin time, did it take almost two decades for charges to be filed? Yep. The KCK, we call it KCK if you're not from here, Kansas City, Kansas. Uh, just so, by the way, step back. If you're not from here, Kansas City, Missouri is on one side of the river. Kansas City, Kansas is on another in the state of Kansas. Um, people think Kansas City Chiefs are part of Kansas. No, Kansas City Chiefs are from Missouri. Um, just so you know. Um, okay, so we'll, we'll go back. So the KCK Police Department, under the leadership of Chief Oakman, has been under scrutiny for this delay. 
And he implies that the answer lies partly in the establishment of the cold case unit only in 2022, which allowed detectives to prioritize these long unsolved cold cases. He said, quote, it may not be today, tomorrow. In fact, it may just not be this year, but there will be a time when you're in the drive through line to the grocery store where we will eventually get you, he said. And he's talking about, you know, people who perpetrated these crimes. So. As we await the forthcoming legal proceedings, let's remember the victims and their families, many of whom still reside in our area. They've waited in the long shadows of tragedy for answers and hope that these recent developments are the start of a long overdue reckoning. And we here, your friends at Going to Killing City, will be watching how this investigation and court case plays out. Um, most of our cases are done. They've been done usually for decades or maybe even over a century, some but this is one that's unraveling as we speak, and I just thought it was too important um, not to mention it and give some context to the profession that does provide great living for most of the people who do it, but also provides an opportunity for some really nasty, horrible humans. So if you, last thing I'll say on this is if you have any information about what you think about this, about Gary Dion Davis, this case, it, no matter how insignificant it may seem, please contact the Kansas City, Kansas Police Department or the FBI. Your tip could be the key that unlocks the next case that connects the next dot in the nationwide pattern of predation. And you know what we want to do here? We want to put the hammer down on these long-haul trucker killers. Well, I, I think the biggest thing to take, you know, because we didn't say that all attorneys are evil because Ted Bundy went on a, you know, killing spree. We don't think all cops are evil because the bad cops have done it. No, right? I have... I have my wife's family there's several members of her family that are police officers and they're they're good people i think it's more about the victims and how whether you do things that you know if you're a streetwalker or you're a minority or whatever you are your life is just as valuable as mm -hmm. anybody else's um, absolutely and i think there's a tendency that we discount these people uh but whoever they are they have lives and family members that love them uh it, it's not a good a good thing whoever gets murdered so we like we this whole podcast we'll never make light of the poor people that are these people's victims no um the only thing i'm going to make light of is the fact what's with all the killers they always have three names have you noticed that yeah mark, Lee mark david also, chapman gary Dion davis by the way i did i did a quick check on the wyandotte county detention center he's still there obviously he didn't make bail um, he has a preliminary hearing. He's already had his um, first appearance. That was, as we mentioned, in September of 2023. His preliminary hearing is on uh, December 19th. Happy holidays to him, um, 2023. And I have made a note to double check on that because I want to report back if we could on every episode. I want to follow this case if that's all right with you. Absolutely. He, no, I, uh, I, By the way, he has this interesting, I'm going to send you the link. And I'm going to send you a link to like a, a news story about it if you want to put it in the show notes. Sure. This guy has a very interesting scar across his uh, neck. I don't, I can't pinpoint what happened, but it looks like somebody either tried to, I think it's, it looks like somebody tried to, it doesn't look like surgical. It looks like somebody slashed his throat. Interesting. So, yeah. He does not look like a nice hombre. He's five, seven, 300 pounds and uh, big guy. Yeah. Well, you know, Mark David Chapman tried to kill himself like two months before he killed John Lennon. You know, oh, if only he had been a little more. And the Hawaii police officer like stopped him from doing it. Now you you know you look back on it, but you don't hey, know. Well, th this has been very interesting. 
Did, did it? I mean, I I know it's it's a little different than what we normally do because it, there's there's not a lot of ha ha fun fun kind of like look at the weird criminals here, but but uh, well, there were some. They got the vampire trucker, and you got you know the guy who who turned everybody to hamburger. I guess that's kind of weird, but. I, I just I just think it's it's important, especially most of our listener base is probably here in town to know about this. And just Google Gary Dion uh, Davis, but also uh, you can uh, check the show notes and there'll be a link. I'm going to give some links to my evil twin here to put in there. Um, but do you think um, what do you think, though? Do you think you, you already made a great point that and I was trying to make that, too, is that, OK, 99.9 percent of all truckers are fine. You know, they're just making a living. But do you agree with my contention? I think it's what the FBI's contention. It's all of our contention. There's something about the road that that is to make an appealing job for them. Sure, because you're hundreds of miles away. By the time the body's been discovered, most likely, yeah. you're like three states away. And then it gets to your other point, which was like, where, well, and look, let's let's be straight here. We don't believe this, but plenty of people do. Well, they're streetwalkers, so they or they're lot lizards, so they got what was coming to them. Well, that's horrible. That's Absolutely. somebody's. That's somebody's daughter. Okay, that's I somebody's was... mama. That's somebody's aunt. Absolutely. I think one of the if you are here in the Kansas City region, one of the most powerful uh, tours I ever did in my life. I went Operation Breakthrough, which does great work here in the metro area. They take care of kids in the inner city that are disadvantaged. So. They took us, the the nun that ran Operation, this has been almost 20 years ago, but she took us on this tour. We went down Independence Avenue and saw these women, you know. Uh, it, it, it ain't pretty woman. These are desperate people. Oh, God, pretty woman did more to hurt women than any movie. I mean, right? really. These are desperate people who are, whether they have been beaten, whether they have, you know, have been pimped out when they were young teenagers, uh, nobody chooses this like lovingly and willing. Like this is a horrible situation. We actually had a lady that came on because uh, you do the bus tour and then they'd, she, you know, it was well done. They would stop and then a person would come on and she talked about her experience as a, as a, a prostitute. Uh, she had a cane because her pimp had beaten her so badly. He had blinded her. Uh, oh, this is God. horrible stuff. And, you know, we're both fathers. Uh, you have a daughter. Oh, uh, this, this makes your gut ache. It just does. Yeah, it does. And something has to be done. And, you know, um, we're critical a little bit. If you, if you couldn't tell of sometimes of the police and we understand they have one of the toughest jobs in the world. Um, but you know, with, you know, the Spider-Man thing with great, you know, I'll say this, I'll change it instead of great with great capacity or great authority to investigate crimes comes great responsibility which means in other words you know we expect a lot out of our police and um, if they if they don't understand that i'm sorry but that's just we turn to them because that is the profession that's supposed to help protect and serve as last time i looked so i i don't want to again i don't want to blame the police and i did say as i said earlier if you have any information there's call the police there's tips lines and there's anonymous ways to get in touch if you have some facts um, let's let's get these bad hombres off the street you know let's help Absolutely. the cops hey um i you said something and i got to do it real quick because you're my musician friend i you're like you were the you're the guy i turned to okay and i watched rick beato and if you want to cut this out wait a minute I, wait a minute 
You watch Rick Beato? You don't even play guitar. <laughs> I subscribe to this guy because, wow. dude, remember me? I, I remember when I first interviewed you on my show. You were, I, you know, I, I love music. I just don't have any ability. I'm not talented in that way. So I, I was fascinated to talk to you because you, you're, you could play like how many instruments? Like six, something like that. Uh, I'm really good on guitar. I'm pretty good on bass. I'm okay on piano. That's my three. I mean, I played instruments as a kid, but those are three. I can drum like a basic beat. But didn't you? Didn't uh, but you, I'm not going to be a Neil. What's that? Didn't you toot a horn or something? Oh, when I was a kid, my dad made you me. You just tooted your want... horn now. Oh yes. I just uh, you. <laughs> your dad did. Your dad, who was a brilliant, uh, uh, yeah, he brass was a, guy, he right? was a music professor and he was a band director earlier in life and all that. So, uh, are we are we talking about the the new Beatles track? Is this absolutely? We're not. I'm not letting you get away until you tell me what you think. Uh, what I think about the new Beatles track is this is a. There's two guys, uh, Paul and Ringo, who, you know, Paul's a billionaire and Ringo has more money than he knows what to do to. Uh, but no matter what your station in life, no matter how much money you have, no matter how many places you go, that we all grieve. Uh, and they have, they're grieving for their two bandmates. And, you know, the first one died in a horrific way, tragic way, uh, in front of his wife and was only, you know, and now at 55, I think we both can agree 40 is really young. Oh, my God. He's like a and kid. Then, and George Harrison, I mean, the poor guy was already fighting cancer. Some nut breaks into his house and tries to kill him. And it, uh, in fact, his his son will say that what finally killed his dad was, you know, because you have to when you're doing chemo and all that, that takes a lot out of you and right. fighting for your life. Uh, so I, I think this is a love letter to their bandmates. And, you know, once. Uh, John's sons, uh, both Sean and uh, Julian, Julian, and his ex-wife, or not ex-wife, his his former wife, uh, Yoko, uh, were on board with this. It's fine. I, I you know, the technology is cool. Mm. Uh, you know, nobody's. I I will fight anyone who th thinks that this is a gimmick. You know, uh, Paul oh, McCartney. Yeah. Paul McCartney doesn't need the money. Paul McCartney doesn't need the stature. Paul McCartney doesn't need any of this. Uh, if you watch the 12 minute little piece about it that's on I did. HBO. I did. So good. And it's online. About, it's on YouTube too, by the way. You can is find it? it. Good. Oh, I'll yeah. put the I'll put this is about loving your bandmate. It's about wistfulness. This is about our own mortality. So I, I'm more than perfectly fine with it. Well, the the critique I'm hearing that really ticked me off was that people were picking apart the video, which I think it's good, but there's some bits there where they try to put them all in the same room, which looks a little funny, but I don't care because uh, I'm with you. I, I, but the other was like somebody was just like, well, this this isn't as good as the Stones. And I went, OK, wait a minute. Most of the Stones are still freaking alive, at least the two who wrote all the music. OK, this is I found that I found that comparison to be really ham fisted because, um, you know, you know, I'm talking about the new Hackney Diamonds versus one song that they pieced together from one artifact that they had left of the guy they missed so terribly. Yeah. If you don't think that in five years, if Keith finally dies, that Mick wouldn't do the same thing, you're deluding yourself. Absolutely. Uh, no. Yeah. They're the Lennon McCartney. You know, I don't happen to think that the Stones are as good as the Beatles, but I, I that's that's silly. But I mean, some people will fight me on that, but but I don't care. Um I, I'm not a musician, but I appreciate music. And um, I got to say, I found it moving. I 
I listened to it today, like on repeat about five times, but I found one thing, you really need to not do other things when you first start listening to it. Listen to it and listen to the layers and listen to Paul's kind of interpretation of Harrison's um, slide guitar riff in there. Um, and and Beato's uh, analysis of it, talking about the way John does the minor chords and all that, I think is really, really good. Have you seen that yet, Jamie? Oh, yeah. I. I nerd out. I watch all that stuff. I so what do you think about Rick? Was Rick right about that? What no, he Rick's said? great. Rick. He thought it was a little job. gimmicky, though. He thought it was a little gimmicky. Uh, you know, that's his take. I I think Rick's great. I think, you know, I, I don't I think one of the things we do wrong in this culture is you can appreciate Rick or whoever. You don't have to agree with somebody 100 percent of the time. I think oh, we I this, wasn't knocking Rick. I'm not I'm not I'm just that. saying, though, but, you know, if Rick thinks it's fine, Rick thinks it's gimmicky. I don't. But that's Rick's opinion. That's fine. I just I'm yeah. what I my point is, is just that we get to this point now. It's like if you're not 100 percent on board with somebody, I'm not saying sure. you, Alex, I'm saying about the culture as a whole. It's like, well, fuck it. I'm not, you know, um, we have this going on yeah. right now where people don't agree exactly what Joe Biden is doing with yeah. his stuff with Israel and Palestine and Hamas and stuff. And so they're like, Fuck it. screw Joe Biden. It's like, that's not how it works. You know, there's a lot of gray in the world. There's not a whole lot of black and white. That's my take. I'll tell you one thing. I'll just put a pin in this. I'll just say that you made a great point. My, I was in therapy off and on for years about certain things in my life, and I'm glad I didn't. I recommend it to anybody else. And one thing my therapist, the, one of the main things he taught me was, Alex, it's not a black and white world. It is a shades of gray. And he says, "Is the sooner the human beings realize that they are not all good or all bad, uh, the sooner this world will get better." And I thought, "Man, that was a revelation for me." I, I don't know. Absolutely. See, look, Jamie, you knew that without going to therapy. How nice! Human beings are very fallible. Oh, um, that's right. If your heart's in the right place, that's what's important, you know. Dude, you are for an evil twin, a very uh, nice sweetheart guy. Every now and then, I'll leave you there. But I'm not a cynical bastard. Yes. When you're not a cynical bastard, <laughs> folks, don't forget Knights of Light tickets. Jealous yes, we have ticket stuff. So uh, this has been good. Uh, we're we're gonna do a Christmas. We're gonna we are working on a live, you know, like they do with late night or whatever shows where it's taped but live. You can come out. Uh, we will announce that on our Instagram page when it's done. So, but we're we're getting ready for December. The links in the show notes for the Instagram. If you're not following us, why aren't you? Exactly. Because uh, come on uh, now. Are, are you ready for your December hint? Oh, my God. All right. Wait, wait. I got to get my paperwork out here to write it down. And I literally, I am. I got my reporter's notebook out here. All right. Uh, Alex Greenwood, Ace Reporter. Here we go. Here's the hint. The hint is a killer headache. Again, <laughs> the hint is a killer headache. I already know the drink. I already know the drink. This is great. <laughs> I can't wait. I cannot wait. And by the way, folks, I'm just going to tell you right now, the drink will be involved. I did have, I had a listener, Jamie, I had a listener who asked, had a request. She goes, I like the show, but by the time you like do the show, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have the ingredients to make the, the drink and listen to it. And I'm like, well, it's on the show notes. And they're like, well, that's true. But what if I don't have all the ingredients? I have to go to the store. I'm like, well, just tell them that the, the boys from going to Killing City sent you. <laughs> Put the pause buttons, poor lady. Hit pause. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I I guess we could, we we could. I I'm not. Well, I don't know, Jamie. You know, it, that's a thought. If we get a website eventually, we might at the end say you might say the hint is this, and Alex's response is this, and then I don't know. We'll talk about it. Jamie and I are feeling this thing out. This is all Jamie's concept, and we're just kind of we're just kind of feeling it out. 
Um, no, it's great. I, I, I appreciate it. This has been fun. Every time we yep. do this, I have a blast. Uh, murder is a very serious thing. Our friendship is not. So that's, that's the good thing. So, uh, so December 15th will be our next episode, please. Everywhere that we are, we, we'll, we'll get to it eventually. We'll, we'll get a, a website, right? I mean, we're going to do that at some point. Um, I've already, okay. Just, you know, uh, separation, you know, or, or what is it called? Separation. What is it called? It's like distribution of, of labor. Uh, Jamie is the producer and the editor. So he handles production of this show, which is nice for me because I do two shows of my own and I don't have to, I have to do all of it. He does that in. Um, and then I'm, I'm what's known as quote, and this is in quotes, talent. I come help. Although I guess I'm kind of an associate producer because I help, but, Bring your but I sit, there. yeah, I bring my stories, but, and, and I try to promote, like I did the press release and all that. So I'm, I'm thinking though, if we, that I want to contribute and I'm, the thought I have is I would like to go ahead and set up a, pre, a website and then do the blogging for like each episode for show notes and we have extended information that's not in the show and all that and he and i are talking about it um i just i'll say one more thing and i'll be quiet the the show is growing every episode so it's great so if it continues to grow like this i don't see any reason why we can't do that and then i'm going to probably agitate to do maybe 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 two shows a month if we can well sadly we have more than enough murder so uh that's not a problem but yeah this will be great December, we're going to bring holiday cheer between us two with the cocktail. Uh, this story, I, I can't wait for the story. This one's a doozy, dude. And this one, this is a total shout out to my friend Severn. I did not find this one on my own. He's, I, he listens to the podcast. He sent me this. Uh, my job Never. dropped. Dropped, dropped, dropped. My jaw dropped wide open. This is crazy. We've had a lot of crazy. This is another crazy one uh so so be prepared so there you go all right can't, anything else can't wait pal can't wait pal all right until next month don't go to rest areas i guess i uh, that's my that's yeah, my rest. don't that's, that's don't my hot take lizards and have a great great have a great thanksgiving and in that in that vein uh speaking of somebody who, who had a rough year losing some friends take take joy and happiness and even the family that drives you crazy and even the friends that make you mad uh, Tell them you love them. All right. Absolutely. Can I just say this, but I'll let you go. I have a friend who's dealing with, I, I read all your posts. I sent him a text and said, hey, buddy, thinking about you, how you doing? And he responded. Oh, so okay. I, I took it to heart. Thank you. You'll be glad you did. Absolutely. All right. Until next month, we'll talk soon. Peace Bye -bye. out.